All right, I got a great story for you coming up on this episode. It's all about my time at Marine Corps Sniper School. Yes, this Navy guy did go to a Marine Corps school. And, well, I'll just let the story speak for itself. But, hey, if you've been listening to this podcast for some time and like what you're hearing, and uh, the, the best way to do that is to leave a review on uh, whatever platform you listen to, whether it's iTunes or or Stitcher or Spotify, it it spreads the word because there's so many thousands of podcasts out there. Uh, the more reviews and uh, four or five star ratings, if that is what you think this podcast is worth, then please take the time and do it. Uh, get more people to tune in and learn a thing or two. But without further ado, let's do this. Marine Corps Sniper School. Here we go. So the word got to our SEAL platoon that there were spots available in sniper school. And I was always one to raise my hand, had had been to a bunch of different schools and said, hey, I got some time. Uh, Sure, sign me up. Now, it was kind of unusual, at least at that time, because I was a corpsman. I was basically a medic uh, at the SEAL team. And... You know, we go through an extensive amount of training. So for me to attend uh, a sniper school would be kind of strange because, um, yeah, you would have that additional skill, but at the same time, your primary duty, or at least my primary duty, was to be the medic for the team. I was the corpsman, right? I took care of uh, all the medical supplies and medical records and all that kind of stuff on deployment, and I was basically the doc. Um, So... I'm not sure how it all came down, but, you know, my name and, and there was two other guys with me, uh, my best friend at the time, um, and another guy, uh, we had, I, we were going through this training block at the SEAL team. So there, there's, there's a six to nine month period where you go through training and you can pick different schools and, and people are going off to free fall school, jump master school, static line, jump master school, rigor school. Um, to kind of fill up the needs of the platoon. And it just so happened that the block of time that was was allotted to us, um, I was free and these two other guys were free. Now, the one catch with this whole thing was it, it wasn't the Naval Special Warfare Sniper School. It was right there in Hawaii at the Marine Corps uh, sniper school, which was even more convenient because they're like, Hey, we can just jump across over to uh, the base and we're right here. You know, you're, you can, you basically can go home every day, all that kind of stuff. Um, and we find out pretty quickly that that was not the case. Uh, but so there was three of us going to this, uh, Marine Corps sniper school. And that, that happens quite a bit, uh, as far as, uh, cross service training and going to different uh, schools within the military, especially in, in the special operations arena. We don't have every school possible in the Navy, uh, at least at that time as well. So like when I went after SEAL training, I went to Fort Bragg, uh, North Carolina for 18 Delta, which is, uh, advanced, uh, medic, school basically um seven months of of uh, advanced trauma training and things like that and so i got to spend a lot of time on an army base 
which, which, uh, I lost a lot of my life there. <laughs> they call it Vietnam for a reason. Anyway, so that wasn't uncommon, um, to go to a different, different school in a different service, the Marine Corps, Army. Didn't really go to any Air Force schools or maybe, maybe TACP. Um, but anyway, so back to the story. Um, there was three of us, uh, three of us SEALs going to this Marine Corps school. And of course, we're going to crush it, right? I mean, we have no doubt about it, uh, that we're going to get through this and that would qualify us as snipers. Um, and uh, we got our gear list and everything we needed to put together for the school. Uh, pretty extensive gear list, including uh, making a ghillie suit and uh, a whole bunch of other stuff that we needed uh, to have. Um, and so I think there was about 16 to 18 people that started the course. Uh, everybody else was Marine Corps. I don't think there was any Army guys in there. It was all uh, Marine Corps and then us three guys. Um, so I can't go through all the details of this school, uh, of course, for obvious reasons, but the, basically it's, it's sectioned off into to two different disciplines. There's the shooting and then there's the stalking, uh, section of the school. We're going to spend, uh, our time here in the store all about the shooting section, um, and general marksmanship, uh, and then shooting all the way out to a thousand yards, known and unknown distances. Um, so you, you shoot a lot, right? You're you're learning to be a sniper, so that's that's the case. You you're, you're learning how to uh, adjust your scope and uh, find targets in unknown range, um, and you're also learning a lot about how to work with, um, not work directly, but work with a spotter, work with a partner. Because anytime you're shooting, most, well, not anytime, but most of the time, you're going to have somebody that's spotting um, and, and has a little bit bigger picture of what's going on as far as wind direction, how that's going to affect your bullet's trajectory, that sort of thing. And it's pretty, it's, it's super important. Um, it's, and that spotter is a sniper as well. So he's giving you additional information you may not see through your scope and uh, vice versa. So you would uh, switch off and on with your spotter from shooting. Um, and this particular section, I forget how long it lasts. It, it's, you know, it's weeks and weeks of, of shooting from the basics all the way up to, um, like I said, unknown distance out to a thousand yards where you, you just don't know how far away this, this thing you're shooting is. And you have to uh, dial in your gun and hit the target within a certain amount of time. Okay. Now the Marine Corps has, uh, has a unique ability of making everything suck times 10, right? This is not a gentleman's course by any means. I think from like day three on wherever we went, we put on our ghillie suits that we made ourselves, which, you know, I probably weigh an extra 10 pounds, but, uh, being in Hawaii, it's already super hot. And putting on this big furry camouflage suit wherever we went, wherever we were running around to, that's what we were wearing. Um, and it seemed a little bit over the top, like, hey, we're just learning, you know, some of these basic skills. We Can we not wear the big furry Chewbacca suit everywhere we go? But my goodness, um, they made everything as miserable as possible. And for good reason. It's, 
it, you know, the art of shooting and be, being a sniper is all about patience and kind of suffering um, and waiting for the right time and, and being precise in uncomfortable situations. So they definitely put us through that in that in that block of training. Um, so back to this spotter and shooter piece, because this is really what I want to talk about. Um, I was linked up with a partner, uh, Marine Corps. Uh, I think he was a, a sergeant, but solid guy. Um, and we had been practicing doing our, because we you have a test. At a certain time, you have to be tested on uh, your ability to hit targets. Um, and we were dialing in our scope, as they would call it. So you would, you'd be uh, aiming at a target at, say, three, 300 yards, and you should be able to hit that no problem once you're dialed in. Now, when you first shoot at the target, you may miss. Um, but most of the time, you can see where the bullet went. And how do you see that? Well, you, you can see what's called the vapor trail. Um, and your spotter can see that as well. So if you miss uh, the bullet flying through the air and through basically the rising heat, uh, it leaves a trail. And uh, it's kind of an arc because a bullet does not fly in a straight path from from the weapon to the target, right? It's the farther out you go, the 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 more of an arc that bullet is going to land, especially all the way up to a thousand yards. You're you're shooting much higher than where the target is, and that's due to gravity, right? Um, so that's what we were doing. We were dialing in our weapon at different distances, knowing where we need to set our scope. Um, and the scope is set up to where it had clicks on it, left and right, uh, up and down. And you knew exactly where, you know, 300, 400, 500 yards is, 600, all the way out to 1,000. And we were practicing going back and forth. And he would take turns shooting and I would spot. Um, and then we would, they would, switch up um, but now when you miss and say you don't see where your bullet went in your scope you would ask your spotter hey where did that go and typically because you're shooting the other so much he would you wouldn't even have to ask he would just say miss um, high right and he would give you a correction okay he would suggest a correction for you uh, for your scope Okay. And it would give you a correction anyway. And you would think, well, if you saw the bullet, well, okay, I agree with that. Or no, I don't think that's quite, you know, two clicks down and two clicks to the left. And you're basically moving your weapon in. And he would also give you wind conditions um, and other, anything else that would af af affect the trajectory of that bullet. Um, now, the spotter has a much bigger. Uh, scope to look through um and so it's gonna he's gonna see a lot more than what you're gonna see through the scope on the gun so anyway you're you're laying down there side by side uh you know sweating to death with your ghillie suit on in the hot sun and uh you practice that for weeks and weeks going back and forth uh shooting spotting learning how to communicate together to where eventually you you can you should be able to um, give the perfect correction for the shooter and the shooter being able to dial in and hit the target um, without too many misses. 
well in this particular instance. I felt we both were, were pretty locked on as we got close to our test, which would allow us to move on to the next phase. And we had to shoot a number of targets all the way out to the thousand yard mark. Now, shooting out to a thousand yards is, uh, well, in my opinion, it's no easy task. Uh, there's a lot of things that can affect your bullet on the way out there. Um, my partner went up first and for our test, you could only miss so many um, uh, before you failed, right? And uh, my partner, I remember he missed a couple, but we were able to, and I say we, because we worked as a team, we were able to get his bullet onto target and complete. And obviously, as you move out to a thousand yards, it, you're adjusting as you move to the next target and the next target, you're adjusting your scope to compensate for um, the distance. But also, you know, if you see wind out there, if, you're, if your spotter sees uh, anything that's going to affect the bullet, he's going to tell you to adjust. Um, he was able to make it through all his targets. I think he he made it through. Uh, he missed a couple, but like I said, we were able to get him back on and, and pass his test. Well, I'm up next. I'm pretty confident of where I need to set my scope and clear the first few targets. I think I missed once or twice at the 600 yard target. Um, and that's where the trouble began. I missed, um, I think it was a 600 yard target and I didn't see where the vapor trail was. There wasn't a lot of the, I guess the heat coming off the ground and for the bullet to go through. And I, I didn't see where the, the bullet went. And you're shooting at silhouettes, which are just the size, basically, of a small head and shoulders, uh, a silhouette of a person. And they're metal targets, so you can hear them clank off the target when it hits. But I told my spotter after I shot, I didn't see it. Where'd it go? Um, and there was silence. And he says, I didn't see it either. And in my mind, it's like the worst case scenario crap now something you learn i don't know necessarily if it was in sniper school or just you know just shooting in general but you want to make big adjustments in the beginning right you can make little tiny adjustments and never make it back on the target and and kind of guess uh well i made a big adjustment I happened to hit the target in the lower left hand quadrant on the next shot think god and was able to clear that target with a few other shots now moving out to the thousand yard first shot out a miss now the person that you know the sniper instructor who's watching this calls out miss and you know it's a miss because it doesn't hit the metal and you don't hear it and again man i do not see that i did not see where it went. And I, my partner, my spotter, silence. I didn't see it either. Crap. Now this is even worse. I mean, you're a few hundred yards past the last target and you want to be on that right away. I rechecked my scope, rechecked where I was kind of, you know, where I was dialed in. Yes, it checks everything. It 
I looked at the wind and I had to make a call. Okay, where do I put my scope? Do I hold left? Do I hold right? Do I, you know, and so I, I adjusted uh, a few clicks to the left, uh, a couple clicks up, fired off another round. And this time I was laser focused on figuring out where this bullet was going. Can I see the vapor trail? So was he, I think. And silence from the spotter after I shot. And it wasn't good. He did not see that next round. And I just could not believe that he couldn't see it. Right? Of all this time, right now, not being able to see the vapor trail, 90% of the time you can see it. Maybe it's more than that. And I have one shot left and I, I'm going to fail. I'm going to fail something we've practiced over and over and over. And, you know, it's, I'm starting, I start to panic a little bit. That was my second shot and I'm off target. He doesn't see where it's at. It's lit. It is a guess at this point where I'm going to adjust my scope to, to get back on target to hopefully hit. I asked him for his thoughts you know, I, I was thinking, you know, keep adjusting in the direction I was going and he didn't have anything. You know, there was, there was no recommendation from the spotter I've been working with for a number of weeks. And I, I just was like, shit, <laughs> this is a total guess. How can it come down to, come down to this? I, I re, I kind of re-looked at um, my scope and all the numbers that I had put together for it. And I was tempted to go back to that original, the original numbers for the thousand yards I would set my scope to, but I didn't, I adjusted big and time was getting close to being up. The instructor knew it. I had one shot and I pulled the trigger. Miss. And that was the end of my shooting test because I failed it by one shot, 1000 yard shot. And I failed my, my spotter knew that I failed. He was quiet. He didn't say anything. And I was so unbelievably pissed off. I couldn't, I couldn't believe that I had failed this. I was, I looked over at him in just pure disgust, you know, like, like he'd been shooting the rounds and, and failed. I, I just couldn't believe it. Uh, the sniper instructor obviously had recorded my failure and I packed up my gear and, you know, there's just no retest. It's just what it is. I, I was in utter disbelief. I'd yet to fail anything in the military, you know, making it, uh, all the way back to making it through boot camp and through the different schools in the Navy, through SEAL training at BUDS, through static line jump master to free fall, the free fall jump master, rigor school, all these schools. And here I miss one shot. And my time is done. I, I was notified by the sniper instructors that there is no, uh, there's no more school for me. I do not get to move on. I, I, I could not even look my 
my uh, fellow classmates in the face. I was just in pure disgrace. And at that time, I was so pissed at my spotter. How could he not see that? And, you know, looking back at my time, and, you know, I don't bring it up a lot, right? Hey, guess what? I, I failed sniper school. You know, it's, it, but I look back at it, at, at what I did wrong. Not just missing the target and, uh, you know, not, not, not nailing it on the final target, but, but blaming other people for my own, my own failure. You know, I blamed that spotter for a long time. And I, and I told the story that way to, you know, my team when I got back as I hung my head and said, yeah, I didn't make it through, right? Failure is a humbling thing. And, you know, sharing that story with my teammates of, yeah, my spotter didn't see my last round and man, it was his fault. And yeah, some, some people agreed with me, man, that just sucks. It's man, a terrible spotter, this and that. When in fact, as I think, think about it now, you know, it was my fault. How could I have corrected that situation and done a better job of communicating with him when I miss, you know, it, it wasn't the spotter. It was me. It was me pulling the trigger and, you know, just taking, taking complete ownership of that. And I didn't, uh, I think it was shame and just shame of the failure and an easy way to blame it on somebody else. But when in fact it was my fault, I failed, not the spotter. I think he graduated. Um, I don't really remember now, but uh, the other two SEALs that were in that class graduated and went on to become badass snipers. Uh, so lesson learned there, you know, don't put your failures on other people. Don't put your mistakes on other people or, or situations. You know, take one from uh, Jocko Willink would say, extreme ownership. Take it on yourself and don't point fingers anywhere but yourself and I can think many times you know many situations and things like that after the sniper school and and being able to go through those you know that sort of failure situation and and um, look back and go yeah I should I should just blame myself you know, it, was, it was pretty bad to to put that spotter out there and blame him for for my failure and that is uh, Marine Corps Sniper School. My short time there, right? Uh, pretty humbling experience. Uh, but I, I thought it would be a good story for everybody listening. You're going to fail at some point in life. You're going to fail many times in big ways. And the worst thing to do is to find some way to point your finger in the other direction of something happening. You know, some situation made you fail. Some person... Whatever it is, uh, just take it on and it's just, hey, it's your fault. Hey, you're going to grow from that much more than doing it the other way. So anyway, I know all, all you guys want to hear about amazing stories of uh, success and uh, all of that, but not not on this one. <laughs> uh, Marine Corps Sniper School, my failure and my extreme ownership uh, taking it on and moving forward. All right. Hope you enjoyed it. Leave me a, a review on, uh, on any of the platforms you listen to, listen to. That'd be great. 
and you got more podcasts coming up this week. See ya.